What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, fantabulous day. Welcome to Abba's Girls Podcast, where here you're going to get some Christian tools for the father's daughter, and hopefully you are his daughter, and we're going to the father, and here are the tools, the resources, and some talk just for you. So listen, so before we get into what we're talking about today, um, I want to let you guys know that I will be going live tomorrow on my Facebook page. So if you go to um, at G-I-R-L-L-S-T-O-P, that's at Girl Stop or just search our uh, Girl Stop uh, a Facebook page, I will be going live tomorrow, um, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. The reason why I'm going live tomorrow and I'm announcing that I'm going live is because it's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And I talked about it a couple of podcasts ago, but I don't think that it's um, just enough for me to say that. I think that I need to be that. I think that I need to represent the voices and the women that can't speak or that have been silenced and, you know, um, that have been called liars or, you know, just after money or whatever else. So. Um, I'll be going live. We're talking about sex, voice and womanhood. We are giving women voice. We're giving them space. So you I wanted to be interactive. I want you to join me um, on that live. I will be doing book giveaways. I will be doing um, other giveaways. There will be a deal where you can get two of my books for 20 bucks. Um, I think that's important just to, you know, drum some interest on coming on in and getting those materials because I do firmly believe that they'll change your life. So in other in other news, um, everything is awesome with me and I hope everything is awesome with you. And that's what I want to talk about this week uh, for this podcast. Particularly, I want to focus on silent seasons. Like what do you do in the silent seasons? So what we're defining as silent seasons are times in our lives where two or three things could be happening. Um we could just be in this season of like a faith weight where we have decided that we're going to believe God for this particular thing or we're faithing for this thing. And there is a season of waiting. Let's say, you know, um, you're believing God for a husband and there's a season of waiting in between the time that, you know, your husband actually enters your life to marry you or to court you to, uh, you know, get ready for marriage. Or let's say, you know, you are believing God for a particular position and there's a waiting season, you know, from the time that you apply to the time that you hear back. Let's say you're waiting on, you know, buying this house or getting into a particular apartment unit. And there's a waiting season between the time that you pick the apartment, pick the house, went through underwriting, went through getting your deposit, and your application, your admin fees in and then, you know, um, waiting until, you know, your lease is up. There are a lot of different seasons in life where we are waiting um, and not waiting necessarily on God because he's done a finished work in and through and for us. But we're waiting to the manifestation of the time and the season for the thing. There are also different other types of silent seasons where we are just simply in faith and God is not speaking. Now, saying that God is not speaking, this is what I mean. I mean that he is not giving you any further instructions or specific directions on which way you're supposed to go on what you're supposed to be doing um, in that season or for that time period. It may be Um, if you study your word, there were 400 years of silence in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we know that biblically God can stop giving, you know, divinely inspired words. However, 
that does not include his word. That does not include where he's already spoken. So if he already, let's say you're in the silent season where it's just like you and God and, you know, he hasn't spoken, let's say, in a couple of weeks on anything. He hasn't he hasn't given you any directions. He hasn't given you any wisdom, any counsel, any nothing. Um, it's like, what do you do in that season? And then there's another kind of season that we're talking about. Another type of silent season um, is when you are in life, you know, and <laughs> just living, just breathing and you feel like, you know, you don't really hear from your friends much. You haven't really heard from your family. It just seems like all at once that everybody stops talking to you. Like everybody just kind of runs away. Like maybe you have the plague and you don't know it or your breath is just really that bad and nobody wants to talk to you. But either way, um, that is the case, you know, where <laughs> um, it just seems like everybody or everything around you is silent. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Snapchat aren't as interesting anymore. I mean, you're scrolling, but you get off of those quick. You turn on Netflix and you're not really it's just a silent, itchy season where you just there's nothing coming in and there's nothing really going out of you. You don't really feel like going out. You don't really feel like reaching out. You're not really, you know, texting, blowing up to see what's going on. So what do you do in silent seasons? These are the three silent seasons that we're going to talk about today specifically. Um, and I want to get into it. OK, so the first type of silent season where it's kind of like the faith weight, right? Like you have um, <laughs> time where you are simply waiting you are wanting to know, you are waiting for the manifestation of thing you prayed for. What do you do while you wait? In a season of silence, if you have not moved on the instructions or directions that God has given you, like I guarantee you, he's not going to give you more. Like there, there's, there's a completion to be done in the obedience for you that's already there for you to do. So unless God works with you in like holistic pictures like that or holistic visions where he gives you every single step of the way, like you may have to wait. You may have to complete the thing that he's already given you to do before you get the next set of instructions or the next set of direction. I think sometimes uh, we try to get to the end of the thing and have the plan laid all the way out. But if we have the plan all the way laid out, like what faith does it take? We have to remember that the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God and that the righteous, the just and the righteous live by faith. So we have to know that there is going to be some aspect within the journey of us having to trust, which normally means a little bit of silence where we want some answers. Normally, it means a little silence where we want a little bit of clarity. Normally, it means a little bit of silence on God's end, which it does not. Let me let me interject this. His silence does not mean that he's forsaken us. His silence. Silence does not mean that he's displeased with us, that he's turned his back on us. Um, never. And I know this for a fact. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you are doing or what you're in. His word promises that he would never leave us or forsake us. His word promises like if we make our bed in hell, he's there. That no matter what we do, where we go, that he is always with us. He's omnipresent anyway. So I trust that, you know, if you feel like you're not hearing from God or you're not being divinely inspired uh, specifically the way that you want, um, I would just say that you should go to what he's already said. If he's already given you directions, explore that direction, explore that instruction. Like, you know, maybe you thought that you fulfilled it in obedience, but maybe there's more to be done or maybe there's another level of ex excellence in which it can be done or perhaps there's more to the story. 
sometimes I think we get really caught up in praying that God just does it. You know, we don't really want any to do any work like we just or we don't want any participation. We just want it to be done. And any good parent equips you on how to do and doesn't just handicap you and do it for you. Like the thing that I think about <laughs> for this helicopter generation that we're in or the helicopter parents that raised a lot of us. And I'm a millennial, so I'm speaking on behalf of millennials um, and the children who were reared in the no no child left behind kind of thing. Um <laughs> We were always rescued before there was even a chance of us having to deal with any problems. So now that we face even the slightest bit of problem or opposition or even before we can even get to that, before we even have to deal with any discomfort, we are out. If you notice a lot of people's relationships, they have no perseverance. They have no lung suffering. They don't see things through. And I think that's one of the biggest things that separates like the go getters, the high achievers um, from our generation is that they see things through, that they have a bit of perseverance and grit and grind about them. Um, and I think that in silent seasons, you have to keep going with God. You can't get off. You can't get wayward. You can't start doubting. You can't because you also have to know. That if, if, if you're in a silent, if that type of silent season, you have to know that the enemy's going to try to speak. He's going to try to sow seeds of doubt, seeds of worry, seeds of concern, seeds of not enough, seeds of like, you know, that I'm not I'm not qualified for this. Or I'm not worried. I'm not worthy of that. Or, you know, you got to know that your enemy is coming. So many times we don't give the enemy enough credit. We will go back on what God says and say, well, you know, maybe God, you're saying something different. Like, no, you have to differentiate between the voices and the fruit that will be produced by those voices. God is not going to speak anything into your life that produces fear. Anything that's in your head and in your mind and in your heart that makes you fearful, that makes you afraid, that makes you recant at having and living your best life. You got to know that's not God. The Bible says that he knows the plans that he speak, the he, the plans he has for us, thoughts of good and not of evil to bring us hope in a future that he created us in his image and his likeness. So do you think that an all powerful, almighty, strong Lord of hosts, army God is going to is going to then go back? on all of that to make you afraid when he told us to be strong he said do not be afraid be strong and courageous for the lord your god is with you so again guys i really think that we have to understand what is being said the message that's being conveyed and then who is speaking because if you're in a silent season i think everything needs to be silent i don't think that you know you you can't say you know god is being silent and i'm not speaking and but but you're allowing the enemy free reign to just talk all over your mind or you're or you're allowing twitter to dictate what's supposed to be coming of your relationship or you're allowing facebook to tell you what your future family should look like like i think everything should be silent and you guys know i'm a proponent for fasting and praying so perhaps that may be a good time to just make sure that you're in a consecrated intimate space so that when god does decide to drop something divinely into your spirit you know you are there you are ready you are um willing to listen you're open you're available and I think that is one thing that God is looking for. The Bible says that um, we're to worship God in spirit and in truth. And a part of worshiping God in spirit and truth, first of all, is availability. Like you got to be available to God. And a lot of us aren't really available to God. We have, you know, this this time on Sunday. And maybe if we go to Bible study, set aside to go hear what the pastor has to say about what we should be doing with and in our lives for God. But that's about it. Like 
How much time do you have strategically set aside to spend intimate time with the father? And I think that if you look at that time, you will see or understand why perhaps you might be in a silent season, which goes into the second type of silent season. If you find yourself in that type of silent season, um, perhaps you just don't have enough time to listen. Maybe it isn't that God doesn't want to speak. Perhaps is that we don't have time. Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we're too occupied. Or perhaps maybe there's too many other voices. Maybe we got, you know, mama telling us what to do about this part of life. And then we got our homegirls or our friends doing this other thing. And so we're listening to them. And then we got, you know, reality TV telling us this. And then we're reading this book. It's really good. And so then we have their opinion on it. And then we follow this one blog that's totally opposite. But we follow it too. And now, you know, we're scrolling through Instagram and we see this one um, Instagram live TV about da da da. Listen, there are so many opportunities for voices to be in your ear and in your wind. Last podcast, I talked about the loud wrong voice, and that will be a great, <laughs> this is a great shameless plug moment to go back and listen to that if you find yourself cluttered with a lot of voices, with a lot of opposing opinions that you seem to trust. Because in the end of the day, like you have to go with what God says. It does not matter how many different opinions you have, how many, how many different experts say that this is what you should do. At the end of the day, if God has spoken and that was the last thing he said, he's not going to change his mind. He's not going to go back or recant on what he says. You got to know that. So you have to go with what God said and going with what God said when it's again, Against all odds, when it's against what other people say, when it's against what's normal or what's average or what's usual, that is not comfortable. That's not easy. And that's a faith place that you're going to have to build yourself up in. The Bible says that we're to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. So sometimes you have to build your faith in that area. Right now, I'm going through this thing in my life where I want to step to the next level. You know, everybody is always like level up, level up, level up. Okay, well, I actually want to do that. Like, I don't want to just sing about it and feel good in a moment. Like, I actually want to live my life at the next level in this season. And I'm intentionally doing it. But in order to do it, like my finances haven't changed. My workload hasn't changed. The expectations of what God has called me to do, none of that's changed. So I can't just go out, you know, outside of God's will and go get this job and go start living this quote unquote best life so that I live on the next level. Because whatever I do to achieve or to attain that place, like I'm going to have to keep doing. And I recognize that. So guess what? That means that I get to use my faith and it is not comfortable. It does not make sense to some people why I've made the moves that I've moved, why everything is in transition the way it is. But I tell you guys, I tell you guys, I tell you guys, when God says move, I go. Like, I don't wait. I don't hesitate because if I wait and hesitate, I know me and you have to know you. But I know me and I know I'm going to outthink that thing. I'm going to outthink that thing right out of my mind. I'm going to rationalize it. I'm going to justify it. I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to evaluate it. I'm then going to go as far as researching the justification of the position for staying where I am. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us overthink, outthink, run around, come down, come back to thinking ourselves outside of the very thing that God is calling us to. So if you find yourself in this silent season, if you find yourself in this season where it's like, dang, like, God, I thought that I did all that you told me to do. I thought that, you know, I obeyed the instruction, you know, and I really believe this is what you said. And you've put a whole lot of other thoughts in addition to what he originally said. I would admonish you 
to go again, go on a fast because you got to clean your mind. You have to renew your mind. You have to keep a renewed mind. You have to keep a mind focused on what thus says the Lord. So first thing, if you didn't write it down when he said it, like you have to go back to what God said, not what you added to it, not what you thought about it, not what other people say. You have to go back to what God said. And when you go back to what God said, I think that you should write it down. The reason you should write it down is because it's easy to lie to yourself and to confuse yourself in your own head. If you, you know, have a thought and you're debating with it or you're toying with it. So it's easy to get like confused. But if you just simply write down and my pastor, he even encourages us to date it. But if you simply write down what God said, like and then in your moment of waywardness and your moment of uncertainty and your moment of not being sure, if you go back to that then you'll know this is where I stand. And you don't argue with that. You don't even entertain thoughts. You don't even entertain opinions. You don't even entertain conversations or, you know, reading things that are in opposition to what God said, because you can't feed your soul that thinking that your soul won't digest it. It's kind of like, you know, if you're on a diet, you're on a really, really strict diet, like you're trying to get abs, you're trying to lean up. And you know that you have this specific regimen and this is all that you can eat. You can't eat anything else outside of that. It's kind of like going to get that extra, extra large Krispy Kreme donut and eating it and thinking that you're not going to get the consequences from eating it. Like you will, your body is going to feel those sugary, fatty acids and it's going to, you know, dissolve and decompress them. And you are going to reap the uh, consequences of going against what you should be eating. Um, and not, and therefore not reaping the benefits of the diet and the regimen that you were, uh, subscribed to lean up and get to your goal. So again, I really think it's imperative that you go back to what God said and you stay there. I have learned if God has not moved from something he's specifically given you, you don't move. If God said what he said, then he said what he said. That's it. That's all. Do not put a period where God put a comma. Do likewise, do not put a comma where God put a period. If that's the end of the sentence, that's the end of the sentence. And you want to always be where God is. You know, if God is right here at the end of this sentence right now with you, then you are right there. If God has put a comma at the end of the sentence, but he hasn't given you the rest of the sentence, then you are at the comma. You hanging on to that comma. You are not going past that comma. You are staying with where and what God said. And I think if we get to the place to where we're not moved about what God said, about what God wants, about what is there, then I really believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We'll see the fruit of this walk. We'll see the fruition of the fullness of the thing that God wants to do in and through us. But we can't be afraid. So this last part of silent seasons um, it is, um, <laughs> it's a unique kind because it's external. It's outside of your relationship with Christ. Um, you know, I can't tell you if, if you feel like I know this, this happens because I'm not the only one that it happens to, but if you feel like, you know, everything's just kind of silent, you know, nothing exciting or new is happening. You know, my friends, maybe they're, you, you, you assume that, you know, maybe they're super busy and you know, they got their own lives and you know, you know, maybe your family, like they, they still love you of course, but they just haven't checked in on you in a while. So it's just kind of like, man, like, what is this? And a lot of times I wonder, you know, if 
we can fall into some insecurities or some, um, um, there's a word for it that I just can't call right now, but you know, you fall into this place of wavering in the security of the relationship. You know, you think, Oh, my friends forgot about me. my friends don't love me anymore. Sometimes it comes out and you throwing jokes around or, you know, subconsciously slipping into this place of thinking that, you know, you're not worthy of the relationship because, you know, if you stop, you know, all these falsehoods, we tell ourselves, like, stop reaching out first and then see who ain't going to reach out and all this foolishness that we, we don't give people grace. Like people have lives and concerns of their own that sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in your own world. Not that you're intentionally, you know, negating people or that you're intentionally being negated. Um, so in those moments, like, what do you do? How do you handle those moments? How do you go about handling when you feel like you're left to yourself? Um, you feel like nobody loves you. Nobody's reaching out. Nobody cares enough to see about you or to see about what concerns you or to genuinely just ask you who you are. So this past week, you know, hashtag transparency this past two weeks, actually, I've been kind of face down in some assignments. Um, ain't no kind of, I've definitely been face down in the end of the semester grind and, um, I slipped into feeling like this. I was just like, wow, like how many friends do I really have? I am really over here drowning and nobody has seen about me. Nobody's reached out to me. Nobody cares. Like if this would have been anybody else, I would have noticed a change. I would have noticed a difference. I would have noticed a shift in the the relationship. And there's just nobody. And I feel that. It's like, what do you do about that? You know, how do you how do you deal with that? And this this week, what I've learned or the again, these past two weeks as I'm coming out of that place of grind mode, I guess I've learned that just like we have to go with what God said, we have to trust that what our friends said, what our family has said, you know, that they love us, that they care for us. We have to trust that that is what they mean. And even though it may not be um, as heavily communicated or as well conveyed in that moment or in that season we have to trust that when we get on the other side of that season that God is faithful and that so are our friends and family um the thing about it is that like when you have made sure decisions on solid people being in your life it won't be any problems you'll come back to those people you'll pick up like you never left off and then you'll catch up like hey man what's been going on how you been you may joke or something you know thought you forgot about me or you know whatever but it's not it's not a huge issue um for there to be any separation um and i think that that is a matter of importance that you recognize and uh, recognize and assess how your relationships are and how your relationships are doing, especially if you find yourself in a silent season. The reason why I say that is because if you find yourself in any of the two prior silent seasons that we talked about, you may start feeling lonely. You may start feeling negated. You may start feeling really abandoned. You may not. You may start feeling like really left out. And those things are important because you will look for friends or family or, you know, some sort of affirmation, some sort of confirmation, some sort of sign. But the Bible says that it is a wicked generation that looks for a confirmation and that looks for a sign of God. So I believe you just have to stand And having that all to stand there for, like you have to stand in what God says, because truthfully, if you can't get down to that root, if you can't get down to trusting what God said, 
then how will you even have salvation at the at the very basis? Because think about it. Romans 10, 9, 10 tells us that, you know, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, then we will be saved. So if we don't trust that what God said is true, fundamentally, like if you can't trust that statement, how can you even have salvation with Christ? And that's super weighty, but that's super important. And weighty is in like W-E-I-G-H-T-Y. I I spelled it out because I know we've been talking about waiting like W-A-I-T-I-N-G, like the practice of anticipation or or waiting on something. But um, if you can't trust what God says, there's some healing that needs to be going forth. Because if you don't trust what people tell you um, and they have not shown any other fruit otherwise, then I think that there there needs to be a, a conversation had for sure. So at any rate, um, I hope that you got some insights to who you are and where you are. If you find if you found yourself in a silent season where it seems like nobody, including God, cares about you, um, because I want you to know that he always cares. He always loves. He always believes. He always is championing for you. He is always your greatest cheerleader. He is always on your side. He is always mindful of you. He always loves. He always seeks to be with you, longs to be next to you, longs to pour into you, longs to give you direction and counsel and wisdom and instruction and righteousness. He is always looking to correct you and teach you and train you on the path that you should go. He is always looking after you. You are constantly and forever on God's mind in God's heart you know so we cannot allow the lies of the enemy the trick of the enemy or any other falsehoods to rest as truth in our minds and I believe when once we get to that place um we will know who God is and we will know him on a deeper more intimate and more fulfilling level and we'll also be able to rest even in the silent seasons If you haven't, I want to plug this also. If you haven't already, go check out um, Heather Lindsay's Silent Seasons book. Since we're talking about Silent Seasons, I read it like a year and a half ago, and it still blesses me to this day. So again, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing, fantastic, awesome, beautiful rest of the day and as well for your week. But until next time, guys. Oh, join me on my live tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Facebook. Come get some giveaways. Come get some book deals. Uh, Signed copies coming out from your girl. I cannot wait. I love you guys. But until next time, y'all, peace, love, and hair grease.